0: Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host,
1: Liam Morgan. Liam, what is the news? The news? Well, I've spent a good few days in a little bit of a border hop down into Cornwall and uh, enjoyed some sort of small waves and some decent waves, and it was good fun. Nice to get away. Went with some good buddies who are not surfers. Um, So there was a nice dance of how long do you spend in the water? Yeah. How long do you spend out of the water? um but it was cool went to how did you manage that yeah it was it's tricky isn't it because you know you want to you want to spend more time but your clock if you like your internal clock is ticking a little bit more because you you've got other responsibilities and kids as well so yeah, it was a lot of fun i saw uh, nick hounsfield from the wave mm. surfing uh, in one of the lineups it, it gets very crowded down there uh, in certain beaches uh, i'm not giving away any spots here i went to uh, the beach we went to a couple of times Paul Zeth and uh, some very well-to-do people down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's quite an interesting sort of uh, vibe, uh, but lovely place, lovely town, lovely beach. Uh, but pff, what a busy old ocean that is! There, you were about to say, uh, "Fuck me." Yeah, fuck I was. Me, I was wasn't going to. S- I wasn't going to swear like uh, Wilders. But no, I'll whoa, do the for you. Whoa, yeah. Dodgums. But yeah, great. I mean, it is what it is. It does come back to what we spoke about before. I'm not going to. This is not Liam's soapbox. This is the news, right? I'm saying this as somebody who is always learning on a progression. I'm on a journey, you know, and I've, I've walked this path that many people who hopefully will listen to the show have walked before where you think you're surfing and you're, you've got, you've got a board. And it looks cool and you're surfing it. But um, really, you know, you should be on something else. I'm saying should, It would help yeah. your surfing if you're in if something yeah, else. Yeah. It would also help. The people around you, if you were on something else, mm. from a safety... We talk about safety zone. Comfort zones. Go outside your comfort zone. It's all right out there. It's not bad. It's not a bad place to be. If you go outside your safety zone, whoa, yeah. the sea is a very dangerous yeah. place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you start to observe a bit of that, don't you? And um, that sort of... Especially from a, a you know, health and safety perspective. Mm. Should the... This is the question, I suppose, is should there be a license for epoxy or hard surfboards you know in the hands of people yeah you know you don't let somebody who rides a motorbike go straight onto a 500cc it's a good street analogy. bike it's a good analogy for the for their own sake but a lot of time yeah. for the people around them i mean
0: I, I saw a lady getting patched up yes no two days ago yeah who'd had a, something happen in her face yeah good old good old gash yeah from something or someone um and it would have been a hard board probably yeah. I guess that's the whole... What's been so nice about foamies is that they, the fins are soft as yeah. well as the actual boards yes. themselves. It is a bit of a hazard, it is. And, 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 you know, we were discussing this on the phone and I think you were born
1: a kind <laughs> You would be surprised, Will, but no. I've yeah. got to know. There's a, there's a few
0: you know, bits yeah. you do, but generally you're, yeah. <laughs> you're a very kind guy. Um, and I think I was born a bit more of a... Well, we keep using this C word. I'm going to start using different words, like a knobhead. Yeah, I was born a bit of a knobbit. So I think what we have both done is we've a wazzock. A, a wazzock. <laughs> that's a good old. Fashioned. A very.
1: That's a very good one. Very yeah. old-fashioned. Um, wow, I haven't heard that in years. Hopefully, that's a not an upsetting term, but that's that's used well, to hear that a lot. Or yeah. uh, Pratt.
0: Pratt. Yes, Pratt's a good one. Yeah. And I've evolved in the direction of yin and of um, compassion. Yeah. And kindness and and the, these kinds of qualities because I, I think I, I was born with kind of, you know confidence and aggression and 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 go 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 and all those kinds of of qualities but not definitely not born with with the other much more subtle much more powerful actually much more nourishing qualities of 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 things like compassion kindness so my immediate in the ocean like that is oh for fuck's sake and it pisses me off and people in the way and there was a guy in front of me a couple days ago who yeah was a beginner um on a hard board big board Mm. and I just didn't, I had no idea where he was going to go because yeah. he was sort of making his way through the lineup, uh, busy lineup and, and, and then there was a big set that came yeah. and I'm I'm looking at assessing him. I'm quite I mean, close behind him yeah. thinking where is he going to go with this duck dive? Like how is he managing this? He just looked like he was going to paddle yeah. head first just into a, just a big wall of whitewater.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like this. And, and basically what he ended I, up doing
1: I, I got out the back of the sand dunes.
0: <laughs> oh, literally, yeah. 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 But, but he ended up um getting getting the absolute face full of whitewash front on and then start going in reverse on a hardboard towards me and i just had to bail i just had to dive out the way um and, and paddle to one side and and uh but what i've tried to do and what i'm better at is be really mindful of my reactions i could sense that i was reacting in with this inward aggression of oh for fuck's sake and then I'm like it's cool I didn't say that out loud but I just kind of mentally was like it's cool and deep breaths and just paddle down the beach and, and, and there's always an opportunity for all of us to just do that little paddle yeah. down the
1: beach find some space
0: and that's, that's all that's all I had to do and, and, and then you can be in those busy lineups and yeah. you know sometimes it's so busy you can't paddle on the beach and it It'd be something that helps but
1: and everybody's having fun look there was a lot of joy being had but it is just to say i mean it's a it's a discussion point maybe we have a, a forum the mindful surfer forum on uh what's what is safe practice where's the safety zone the, the interesting thing i didn't see this because i was selfishly taking will's advice and gone i went off surfing on my own but my <laughs> wife i did take the kids in there between the flags for a bit of a swim but my wife while i was she, she got back and and, and my all my, all, all my kids are sort of, bar the little one yet, because not old enough, going through surf life saving that like, you know. And you uh, so, see a couple of the local guys down in Cornwall who gone through the club and now work as probably lifeguards and surf coaches down there. And um, my middle boy, who loves it and kind of embraces everything about surf and surf life saving and all that club does, is swimming between the flags. And it's interesting to get that kind of child's perspective on kooks, <laughs> you know, mm. and on the board, because judgment is starting to creep into their life as well. And he was the one who sort of started articulating that there was a guy surfing through the swimmers in between the flags. Mm. I think he was probably removed by lifeguards And, you know, you kind of see it even in non, you know, we're not talking about flag beaches here, but on this particular occasion, he's pointed at the kids to sort of move out of the way as if he's mm. on the sort of, he's a pipeline, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, go left, go left, I'm coming through. And the guy's on the sort of nine foot log, hard log, you know. Um, surfing through children in, in between the flags and, you know, I'm i I'm a calm guy, but that's definitely not a cool vibe. And, yeah, uh, the little one really saying, ah, oh, it's total kook in, in, in the sea, dad. <laughs> it's like, we, we don't judge people, uh, son, but yeah, maybe that's definitely a very kooky thing to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's this weird thing where I think people have a definite lack of awareness. It's just,
1: Yeah. Common sense
0: is and being and removed. and experience. Yeah. Experience is what gives you mm. an ability to be able to assess a situation yeah. um, and be mindful of of all the factors and cofactors that go in with that situation. Mm. So if you're uh, experienced, you can judge that okay. Well, there's people there and there's kids there yeah. and, and and there's a longboard here and, and you know I'm on this kind of board and the waves are like so and you're because you've been there so many times, yeah. you've gained a skill at yeah. assessing a situation and, and mm. then can. Can essentially, you know, work out the best, you know, method and yeah. behaviour within those situations. Yes. And what's what's really startling and quite profound is when someone's not been through those through those experiences, they have no idea. Yeah. What potential anger they're causing or harm they're causing? You know, they have no idea. So what's really interesting is we've got to almost go in the mindset of the absolute kook and, and sort of almost be like, this is total bliss. Yeah. Why would I know any different? Yeah. I never forget being in Nuki when I was about ten years old. Yeah. No, I was a bit older actually. That's I think it was like 16 or so, yeah. actually. It was after GCSEs. And we'd all gone down there to get wasted and all the usual stuff and pool girls and you name it. And I was on a boogie board, no fins, just kind of, I don't know what I was doing, yeah. just kind of straight-handing it and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And and this surfer rode his fins like three inches from my nose mm. in a, in terms of a turn. Yeah. He did a turn in, in front of me. Yeah. And I'm like, God, that's aggressive. Mm. And I'm like, bloody hell. And now I'm a surfer. And I'm up and I'm on, on a wave. And let's be honest, they are so, so scarce, these, these nuggets mm. of joy. Like when you get a good one yeah. and there's a good little bowl and there's a good section and then you're thinking, well, <laughs> and we've all done this, can I fit that manoeuvre in there?
1: Before I run over it,
0: Well, exactly. Even <laughs> though there's someone there, there and there. Yeah. And this surfer obviously thought he had the skill to do it. And he did do it. And he, w- he didn't slash my face yeah. in half. And now I'm a surfer. I have the empathy. Yeah. But it's amazing how empathy evolves and changes. It does. Because you don't have it at that stage. You, you're like, God, that's aggressive. What's that? Now I'm like, well, you know what?
1: I can understand. Yeah. He's wanted to fit that maneuver in. You know yeah. what it's like? You know, yeah, you no, know I had a I, 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 I tiny little uh, impact with somebody because it was so crowded. I managed to sort of just get around the topic. This sort of teenage lad was fine, but he was moving, you know, more and more into the impact. zone. So oh, wow. move, I'd moved three times. And then he just pushed the board up, almost up. Undermine, went round him. He was fine. I I was on a foamy, a Mick Fanning foamy as well. It's a great one. It's a great board. And you were, (laughs) because I I was in as well, a busy summer lineup, it's great to take a foamy in. So I think the point originally is, you know, we probably said, asked it before, should should people have some, should it be a particular, not a lice? I mean, let's not get, this is surfing, it's free spirited, but there's a time and a place, you know, almost Mm. like here is softboards only. And if you want to go and take the risks, it's over there.
0: Well, that, I think that's, it, it, in there lies the challenge of surfing. Yeah. Because when it comes to lineups, because it's a sport yeah. with very definable rules yeah. and rights and wrongs Yeah, and risks, dangers, and all these very, you know, variables. Um, And yet, who the fuck owns the pitch of the ocean? No one. I mean, this is the whole, and this is what actually, it's what adds to so much of why you and yeah. I can sit and have... These deep discussions on the minutiae of of, of of detail and nuance on so, the socio psychological impacts of surfing yeah. because we talk about this both of us you know you could be out in a lineup and you know one person's giving you a cold shoulder another one's trying to jostle into your way mm. I had a guy two days ago mm. who felt I felt like he was following me yeah because I'd obviously well that happens. not obviously let me be yeah. careful what I say to my own horn I'd had a few waves yes. right. And i ridden them fairly well. got my new fins, which, by the way, oh, my God, my new fins. Yeah. Controller future fins. It's like a keel quad fin yeah. thing by Futures. Just check them out. Go really well in a wide tail board. Tons and tons of flow and drive and speed. Not amazing for directional change. Yeah. Unless it's an arc, like an arcing flowing turn. So not necessarily for like a snap mm. off the lip or, or a kang, but for flow and speed and just carving. Mm. Woo. And I was getting loads of waves. Fun. And then this kind of guy who'd been quite a way down. Yeah kind of just kept going with me and what's really funny was I was actually going away from him and yet he kept following because maybe he kept seeing that I was getting waves and I kept surfing a different peak yeah so this is just a and and here's another nuance in this maybe it was all made up in my fucking head yeah maybe I'm being so arrogant about my surfing that I'm like you know oh you know he's obviously seeing me catch waves and he's now following me mm. and cuz it might be not that Whatsoever. Yeah. So, do you know this is what's very fascinating about surfing? To that, there's, uh, there's no one owns the pitch, no one no one has the clubhouse, no one space, yeah. and yet locals and better surfers yeah. and these kinds of characters uh, come these, in, and
1: these rules that you know exist, but nobody's ever, other people aren't reading the rules, it's no. just, and it's interpreted You know, there are there are a set of uh, its etiquette guidelines, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, really, mm-hmm. um if you equate it to sport, it is a bit like. Rugby in, in that respect. A lot of the players haven't read the full rule book anyway. One hundred percent. You know. So ask them about the nuance of what what's what, what happens here? Why well, I, I don't know. And so, 100%. you know, why would you expect people who, who are kinda of coming into as an entry level or whatever mm. to to be bothered with it and it it is so ego then creeps into that doesn't doesn't it and it's that judgement of well I know what it should be so why mm. doesn't this person know what it should be there is a safety angle which I was hammering on about earlier but then there's also the acceptance of well it's, it, like you say it doesn't belong to anybody no. it's not one of these exclusive snooty golf clubs I don't know why I keep hammering golf I'm uh, not-
0: yeah you got the golf club you, you're yeah. shoving it up the arse yeah.
1: golfers
0: <laughs> which end I think, I, I
1: think I've called out golf you know, uh, on both on both shows now, but you know what I mean. It's not a. It should. Sh- I'm using "should" here a few times, and we talk about the, the as a word, but it shouldn't be an exclusive thing. It's mm. an inclusive. Sh- surely, mm. it can be an inclusive thing. Come on in, mm. enjoy. That's what part of the show is about as well, right? Mm. What's in the ocean is for everybody to go and b- to mm. take the benefits, mm. and I'll come back to some insights on that in the in the maybe in the like uh in the surf media side of things because we we talked about this just before the show didn't we very nice Uh, about where the levels of happiness are in Mm. in, in this in the surfing Mm. ladder
0: yeah in the surfing ladder i mean the thing with summer is you get the duality of warm weather yeah sunshine beers on the beach friends barbecues yeah you know good times etc etc loads more people Yeah. Loads more people in the lineup, loads more of inexperienced people, loads of people who pretend they're surfers who aren't really surfers and dot, dot, dot. Even though that's a judgment, let's be honest. But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so this is the duality of summer. Now you come to winter and winter, hardly anyone. Yeah. Waves are way gnarlier, way better for surfing. Yeah. Real hardcore surfers in the water, depending on where you live in the winter, obviously. But even if you go you know, to, to, to obviously to Hawaii or Australia places. Yes, it might not get colder, but Mike, by Jove, does, yeah. by Jove, yeah. by, <laughs> by Jove, does it get gnarlier? Okay. So of course, like everywhere, most people's winters get gnarlier in terms of surf. So you get the real hardcore crew out there. And yes, that means there's far fewer people in the water, um, but the days are short and fitting yeah. in a surf can be difficult in that way. And it can, um, putting on rubber all the time can be a bit of an and It's cold and whatever. So I think what, what's always going on, I, I wrote this in my book. It's, I wrote this thing called the happiness gap GAP was because there was these two uh, sort of virtues and two mindsets that really set apart what I thought and read and experienced and researched with the happiest people in the world. And it was this ability to, to have a focus on what you're grateful for, Yeah, what is going well. So it is the sunshine. It is the good vibes. It's the, mm two three foot sloppy ways it's summer yeah there's loads of people in but you know it's just warm and it's summery and it's that whole vibe and then two is the acceptance so we're gonna have to accept because anything good that comes into your life there's going to be something that's going to be tricky yeah you cannot get anything great and good in your life without there be some kind of duality so obviously it's the crowds and it's the fuss and it's all the kooks and it's all you know whatever and it's the same way with winter you've got the gratitude and acceptance gratitude acceptance so i think if we keep
1: that mindset of gratitude in in our lives, we're never going to be far from happiness, mm. and from a healthy perspective. And trying to educate ourselves, so again, always note to self is having that empathy and that almost that human—if I don't sound too uh, deep here—that human love for everybody for everybody it else is that. that projects that outwards, mm. and hopefully the reflective uh, energy back gives you the good vibes that we as surfers and ocean lovers talk about in so much detail. Like totally this idea of positivity and. Vibes and you know, it's there for us to sort of project that energy and mm. uh and it has to come from an authenticity. And once you have that, hopefully that all kind of bounces back in that kind of lovely, lovely way.
0: I totally agree, dude. I just want to mention a quote by Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world. Oh yeah, I like that one. Because that, that is it. And I'll be the first to admit I find it really difficult at times. But when I do practice openness and kindness and compassion and I am focused and calm and mindful of other surfers and I, I practice what I want to see in them, I feel calmer yeah. at the gates. Um, but I do notice shifts and changes in others too, because mm-hmm. everyone else is, is human as well. We all, you know, what are the, what are the goals, main goals? We all have the exact same ones. We want to go in, we want to have exercise, we want to catch waves, we yeah. want to not get into difficulties with the surface, we yeah. want to we, we stay injury free. Like, everyone's got the same goals. Yeah. So when you get in that mindset of this one mind, I love that one mind thing. I remember hearing that from um, Maya Angela. May do I pronounce her name? Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. Maya hmm. Angelou. Um, famous author and self-help guru and all that stuff, I think poet even, she talked about this whole idea that, you know, when you are embodying the change yourself, people's shields drop down quite tremendously. Um, And I've noticed that a lot in in the scene. Now, listen, you might not get that sometimes. Do you know what I mean? You might not get that. We
1: all have different positions on the empathy scale or whatever it might be called yeah. and all those things. So, yeah, not everybody has the same drivers, I guess. Mm, mm. But if we can kind of have a, more of a collective uh, goodwill, good vibe, in reference to the ocean, we're talking about surfing here. But actually it extends, as is often the case, there's a lot of parallels that are being drawn and some mm. of the feedback we've had so far is about the parallel that we draw uh, from surfing into what maybe we sometimes call the real world or you might want to call it the unreal world, this kind of construct of living on land and concrete that we have. How we work with each other there as well as in, mm. in, in the ocean. Definitely do. Beautiful. Yeah. Dude, Philosopher's Corner. Oh, yeah. It's each week it? it
0: just evolves a little <laughs> bit more. We go on some all kinds of little segments. I know. Ta- I sort of running it. off on
1: a tangent is a key specialism of mine. <laughs> you, oh, mate, <laughs> I bet you're bloody good at it. Bloody yeah. good at it.
0: Aren't we both? The, um, the thing with, with this show is that we have these segments, but that, and that is a segment now. Yeah. It's become definable that philosophers call and give ourselves a space and room to, to sort of, well, actually, you know, it's a bit like Surfwood, like no one's watching. Yeah. You know, be here with, with me and you discussing just in the same ways we both discuss things in the car. Yeah. And I want the listeners, I want you to, to feel that from us, that yeah. we're just, you know, we're present in that way.
1: Yeah. Um, Get in, ride shotgun in the Will and Liam's fun bus. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. now we're going, the, now in, we're going to know, in, a new road in, Liam, the, in the passenger seat you know what i'm talking about <laughs> you know
0: what i'm talking about the fun bus come the on the fun bus well we listen we you know we can put the keys in the but po- it is all keys of, in the it, it is
1: all about don't you interrupt um, me dude you know what i'm talking about here
0: the fun bus
1: yeah. will's party bus
0: yeah will's party bus. so i've interrupted you now carry on my friend no
1: carry on we've done with philosopher's corner it's the news and philosopher's corner as well it
0: is it is it is segment one well. the mindful surfer uh, we just spend this little bit of time each week a couple of minutes just to check in with your breathing and raise awareness so that you can notice that the only thing that could stop you from letting go of frustration or guilt or anger or anything that gets in the way of, of feeling well is is a thought and, and thoughts are just thoughts and when you let them pass you, you come into realizing who you really are which is the, the, the watcher of your thoughts so to speak so just take a deep breath in through your nose And then breathe out. And deep breath in. And breathe out. What I want you to do now, I'm gonna go quiet, which I know isn't my strong point, but I'm gonna go quiet for 20 seconds or so. And all I want you to do is just for that time, Just concentrate on your breathing. Nice one, guys. Just take two more deep breaths in just to alleviate any stress you might be holding on to. Um, Take a deep breath in through your nose for four seconds. Two, three, four. And now try and breathe out for eight seconds. Just really slow your breathing. Six, seven, eight. And then just do one more deep breath in through the nose for four seconds. Three, four, and then hold and eight seconds on the way out. Three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Well done, guys. Really nice. It's somewhat simpler being mindful when you, let's say, you know, say to yourself, I'm going to meditate at 7 a.m. Or I'm going to sit on the Mindful Surfer podcast for the two minutes that comes after the intro and uh, be mindful, etc. Where it really counts, as we all know, is when you're in the ocean or you're on land and the shit hits the fan. Mm. and someone is pissing you off or mm-hmm. you're getting annoyed with yourself or you're being hard on yourself mm-hmm. which we all tend to do i tend to do that way too often actually even in regards to surfing i was uh yesterday getting a bit hard on myself and even as i was coming in i was like because i I'd cooked up a couple of couple of takeoffs and it's one it's it's surely my my weakest bit of my surfing my my carving is probably my strongest bit yeah. and my pop-up is my weakest bit everyone has a strength and weakness mm-hmm. in, in all facets and i can be quite hard on myself about it sometimes, and it's this thing of like coming out of the ocean with a slightly kind of down view of my surfing ability. It's like meh, bit shit. I'm not. Oh, why is that doing that? And then I start to assess it, like you know, is it my you know, I haven't stretched enough, or am I, am I getting a bit fatter? This is how the mind works, isn't it? You know, it's so overthinking, well, overthinking.
1: It's a, it's the thoughts that come in and. And I have to say that it hopefully resonates with people. If you found this show, I suspect, uh, and speak to people who, who who are enjoying it, but, you know, the ones who haven't, and I would love to hear sort of the feedback on it, is I imagine a, a kind of quite a large proportion of, of the audience have a propensity to give themselves a hard time. And so often those seeking out mindfulness or meditation practices or related to my own experience, surfing was a way of escaping the negativity bias that we sometimes have towards ourselves you know often in times of stress but almost as a continual uh, inner uh, dialogue mm, of yeah. you know what if or that wasn't good enough or you know you're not you're not good enough that's a challenge for all of us to overcome with mm. the practices that we're talking about
0: so so true and it, it's, it's a case of noticing your thoughts and the way to do that is be, be present with them when they come up. And if you start to get a thought stream going in, in, in a direction of I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy and I'm, you know, I suck or yeah. I don't know, whatever it might be, regardless of yeah. what it is and what area of life it is. Of course, it relates to surfing in yeah. the show, but also life as well. Be aware of the thoughts rather than try and change them. Yeah, Because what I found is that when you try and change your thoughts, you've now made the thoughts themselves bad. Yeah. You've turned them into a thing, a real thing. Yeah. Because, whereas, of course, they're illusionary. So it. it's like adding fuel to a fire. Yeah. You're, you know, if you're, if you're using positive thoughts, like, no, I am good enough. Yeah. Against thoughts like, no, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Well, you're, it's like you're literally got this little whirl going on. It's like your brain that's just chalking one way, yeah. other way, other way. It's just going to add more fuel and it just yeah. adds more and more thoughts. So I think the key is always creating a practice in your life where you're learning um, or not even learning But connecting To your observer Who
1: you are Yeah And are maybe able to see them It's removing that You know I suck with That sucked What well, I did If you're going to use that analogy, Yeah It's a bit like You know The teachings that you get around Praise or criticism of children Isn't it mm. You're not attacking Perhaps this is where we've all analogy. gone wrong Is the labels that we put on Other humans from a very early age Are mm. oh, you're fantastic You're bright You're naughty uh, You're good at this You're good at that But you're bad at that You know and, and really it's all about, you know, actually, yeah, no one's good at that yet until they've practiced to get better. So it's not that you as an individual are, insert whatever self-criticism you want to put into that. It's more, you just haven't had the practice mm. enough yet to get to whatever it is that you want to be or wherever yeah, it is you want to get to be. So it's trying to separate the criticisms really. In turn, maybe that's the first challenge. It was certainly when I look at it is that go, you go, and that's not me, it's just the thing. And that thing can be worked on as well but it's very easy to quickly go to the i'm shit oh, i'm not good i can't do that you know I'm, totally rubbish. I'm rubbish at that
0: well carol dweck in in her book mindset which i'm reading at yeah. the moment is talking loads about this a phenomenal yeah. book by the way highly recommend we'll leave it in the show notes um it's all about how to, yeah. to grow as a human being in everything you do have more success more happiness she talks about this aspect of having a fixed mindset yeah. versus a growth mindset that's the entirety of the book really it's all stories about how those two things unfold and what was fascinating to me was I didn't know know this, but when NASA mm. are interviewing astronauts, potential yeah. astronauts, which is a huge, huge honor and, and, and big, big deal to not only the countries but the bloody world and yeah. humanity and all sorts of things. So these are top, top level, say top level humans. These are these are very, very bright humans with yeah. physical attributes and all these kinds of things. And you'd assume, you know, from from the offset, you're, you know, astronauts, you know, must you know, perfect grades and yeah. they've gone to the right universities and they've kind of done really well in sports and they've done really well in, you know, altruistic. Things who knows and actually when they're hiring they don't look at the CDs yeah. of those people who have had one success after another. Mm. They actually want to hire people who've had failures and setbacks and who've overcome them. Yeah, yeah, and have gone on to greater things. Yeah. They want to see that because if they don't see that, then we talked about this in the ocean yeah. yesterday. What about when the shit hits the fan? Absolutely. What about when
1: you need your mindfulness the most? Yes, to get you through. To get you through. And it's I totally agree with that. I, I think you see that running teams for for many years is the can-do attitude versus the can't-do attitude Mm. and it is the you know i'm using a somewhat small uh, section here of examples but the people that have overcome some sort of sense of whatever you want to call it failure or adversity are more resilient and resilience is a key player when it comes to building a can-do mindset definitely rather than a can't do because if you have that you know fixed versus growth or a can't Mm. do Mm. you you're already beaten in a way in terms of developing outside of what is your comfort zone because it can't do that. It keeps you firmly within the walls that you may or may not have created yourself or certainly that whatever criticism has built around you up mm. until that point in your life has sort of caged you inside. That's a really good thing to focus on and to work on when it comes to anything, but particularly, I think, with relevance to surfing and surf progression. Big time. And with your, you know, shall I say, um,
0: <coughs> age, it's not... <laughs> into the, the 60s it's what is it late 50s?
1: yeah well let me tell you and, and <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, when I pointed out the other day to someone that there was 10 years nearly between Will and I I had to scoop the people off the floor they couldn't believe it <laughs> and which way around is that dude which way around yeah, is yeah, that yeah, yeah come on yeah
0: because what because Will looks really old and Liam looks young yeah, actually yeah. I have been yeah. told I look older than yeah my age quite a few times <laughs> even from the age of 15 yeah I was getting served
1: yeah doesn't go well. So, so there you go. I'm look fucking ancient yeah. when, I'm, when I'm fifty. My point. I, my, <laughs> we joke. It's not about image, by the way. But uh, you know, you you told me I was an old man first, which I am. <laughs> you're, an old, you're an older
0: You're an old man. You're an old gentleman. And, yeah. and 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 mature. Yeah. It it could have been that you had a fixed mindset about you know you know shoreboards and cutbacks yeah. and and off the lips and and things like that because of course age is one of these fixed um things. It yeah. is. You can't deny it. But there's always the chance to grow as a human. And where that's growing muscles, so right? And get stronger. Yeah. I get more flexible. Learn from all the times you've fallen off the lip and things. And you're doing pretty much carving turns into the lip now. Like I, I do occasionally want to shout at you and go, now Liam, now mm. and, and, and scream at you to cut back sooner. That's the one thing that's coming. It's coming. Yeah. It's the timing of your turns is just yes. a bit off sometimes. But there are turns happening and dude, that's two and a half years of you relentlessly practicing the growth mindset the growth mindset says i can do it yeah i will try it i can do it i will try again i'm going to learn again and i don't give a fuck if i fall off and i don't care what people think about how how that looks and i'm going to take will's advice because i'm going to seek advice and i'm going to and that is a unique growth mindset but what's really interesting is you can then see that what mindset someone has in the surf also and what success that leads to Mm. also has a direct translation and relationship to what they've done and how they succeed on land. Now let's course, use two yeah. other areas, relationship yeah. and career. Yeah. You've had a great career, you created a business, mm. but also you have a great relationship with your wife and you guys are close and mm. you have a loving family. So what's really interesting is you start to see parallels that work their way mm. through, add in and out of the mm. ocean mm. with growth versus fixed mindset. And it's this, it's this idea that, okay, yeah, fair enough, you failed in, let's say, relationships and you, you're still single. But of course you can learn the qualities of yeah. being someone that could, could succeed in a relationship yes, and, and, and to seek out maybe um, yeah. new ideas and new relation,
1: new yeah. ways of meeting yeah. people or whatever it might be. But the point is, there's always a chance to grow. Couldn't agree more. Very kind words as well, Will. But um, I mean, one of the worst things that you hear, I mean, you apply this to me, but was this, you know, you can't, this old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And growth mindset is possible, whatever you are. You know, a few weeks ago, we put out um, a Taylor Knox quote Mm -hmm. And and around sort of age and progression and surfing, the best surfing is still ahead. It is undeniably true that there is no, it is never too late to try something and learn and grow and develop, Mm. whether that's spiritually, emotionally, physically, Mm. commercially, musically, sportingly, whatever you want to put against that. But it takes it takes a little bit of time to kind of work your way into that because you Mm. have to be prepared to take a degree of constructive criticism. Mm. And the first thing you have to drop, I would say, and this is a challenge that we come back to time and time again as a theme, is some of the traits that ego will bring to the table. Because ego at times doesn't want you to have a growth mindset. It wants you to protect what it's already created or what you already are. But to move and to progress alongside enjoying and being grateful for everything you have in the here and now mm. is, is very, very rewarding. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show.
0: If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Because the more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show i've also got one at the moment which is fascinating i just want to reveal this to the listeners a, an insight into my life and mm. i had uh, in terms of fixed mm. and how it's related directly to ego versus growth mm. which might be more related to let's say soul yeah so i created a, a slight public profile in doing what i've done online basically making videos Had had some good success on on facebook um self-development videos yeah about how to live a happier life healthier life all those kinds of things that we want and it got me on TV, and I did a little series on ITV, and it led to a book, and it led to various bits and bobs, and some good opportunities and things. Traveled little bits of Europe and, and did seminars, and so real cool period in my in my career yeah. life um, that led that, that all happened because of a growth mindset. Because of yeah. course it was paved with tons of times where no one even engaged with the post, yeah. I got no comments, or times where I put a video and actually it was it was just not a very good video or times where people criticized what I did and paved with tons and tons and tons of failures, if you want to call them that, or setbacks or, or barriers or whatever. And this is what's really interesting. I'm in a new phase in my life. And of course, as the old saying goes, the only thing that's, that's, that's permanent is change. And my ego has, has got this fixed idea of this kind of self-help guy, mm-hmm. right? And I'm currently at the moment, because of coronavirus, we're doing up the garage mm-hmm. in the gym, turn it into a gym, like a studio, fitness mm-hmm. studio, because that's been a whole other side of my career that no one really even knows about, that I've used and, and done, until now, we're doing the yes, show, obviously, yeah. to basically allow myself to create a self-identity as a self-help guy,
1: Yeah.
0: right? But because the ego is, is, has wrapped itself around this idea of, oh, I'm a self-help guy, well, I can't be a trainer too. But of course, it's fucking nonsense. Oh, because yeah. because the trainer in me is the self-help guy and the self guy is the trainer because at the end of the day, we've A, got, we've got to make a living, yeah. but also B... Got to do the things that we love. Now, this fitness side in my life that's been going on for years and years, I've absolutely adored. But what's really interesting is so much of what's prevented me from kind of putting that out there because I'm going to be doing it soon. I'm, I'm creating a brand. I've got you know, the garage, like I said, it's been doing up, and we're doing a little business at home so I can have some bread and butter income um and you know pay the bills and and, and enjoy what I do because I do mm. love fitness training, PT as well. Yeah, is that um yeah? It's going to be a it's it's going to be a sort of almost a coming out. To a degree, like a, let's say you're gay, coming out. Like, it's almost like a, oh, hang on, Will's not... And it's that thing of like, oh, he's not totally got that self-help gig bringing in his full-time income. And it's not just what he does, either.
1: Do you get what I'm trying to say? Well, I totally relate to it because... um, And this would be putting my, uh, you know, older guy's hat on and, and having, and Jonathan Wayne Freeman, we mentioned, did some really good stuff about this a few weeks ago, Advice to, the, and it was specifically aimed at young guys, as we mentioned. There is also a side that's aimed at some of our as older uh, humans as well, guys uh, as well as uh, everyone else. I mean, it applies to everybody, but particularly blokes, because of the kind of ego side of what we do and how we carry the labels. You know, I'm a, I'm a self-help person. Uh, I'm a footballer. I'm a CEO. I'm a, Surfer, you know, I'm a professional. Insert what you will, Mm. and it's all part of the shield that you build up around yourselves to the exclusion of other things. And this is almost a sort of legacy thing for some reason that you know you have been, or society generally would have said, well you can't be a CEO of a bank and be a skateboarder." Well, why not? Maybe that's where we've gone wrong. Maybe we should have had more skaters running banks. It would have been a better shit. Would have been less of a shit show than it was at times because. Because what happens then is you lose some of the qualities or you play a character mm. that isn't always yourself. How many people do we, and in my line of work over the years as a dealing with people's businesses and careers, how many people have said to me, I'm not really happy where I am? Mm. And what they mean by that is they're not very happy with the walls and labels that they've built around themselves to protect their image. 100%. And you can see it. And as soon as you start to peel away those layers and find out, you know, I'm running a workshop actually this week with people uh, in my own business to say, what did you want to be when you grew up? mm what would you do if you weren't frightened of doing the thing that you wanted to do? Now, this is not for everybody to go and walk away from their jobs and become surf instructors or snow, go do snow seasons or uh, go and write a, a musical or go and, you know, jo- sing for a living. But there's nothing to stop you, and going back to Seth Gordon's points of having a duality mm. to what you are or even even broader than that you know have multiple personas if you like Mm. that are able to coexist with alongside each other without fear of judgment or shame or otherwise it's really those fears that are holding people back from trying things and and i'm pretty sure that almost by by virtue of to use your analogy coming out and and professing what you should not be ashamed of by the Mm way is that you lose that sense of caring what other people think about you and you're set free. And the long tail impact of that is that you do a better job of what it is you started out doing in the first place. It's a paradox.
0: Yeah. The more loose, free, open, relaxed, all the things that you, you, you are that are non-ego, the more, they, the more your creative side just yeah. explodes and, and everything works better anyway. Yeah,
1: because there's also, you know, you, that, that creation of an ego, and we'll come on to this maybe in the I mean, second if you think lineups are full of ego and, and the battles that exist, I mean, try sitting in a boardroom or, a, or, or being uh, in any corporate environment where really people are wearing a shield because deep down and underneath, most people are frightened of being found out that really all they want to do is spend time with their family and put their feet on the sand.
0: Dude, beautiful what a line what a line An man moment. i'm going to remember that that's a fantastic that's going to be in our book dude that's going to be one of the chapters <laughs> when people want to put their feet in the sand or when people actually yeah. want to put their feet in the and sand. i'll tell you what we i love read. that
1: i could write a book about some of the egos that have uh, and i you know I, i'm i'm this is this is not people in glass houses and all that sort of thing or it, rather it is in the world of work and particularly some of the lines of dealing with recruitment businesses and all the all the characters that come with that internally and externally wow yeah some major characters yeah good and bad
0: <laughs> yeah quite segment two uh, that was a good second philosophers corner dude right now we have this little post uh, mindful surfer bit where yeah. we kind of get even deeper on topic i think this is great yeah. but i love this dude Mind body stoke yeah. each week we talk about uh, the things we've been doing with our minds and
1: bodies to raise the stoke have you got anything there dude on the mind or body or both well, it's not really raising the stoke on the mind, but uh, just, just dealing with the real world. I will bring this back into the real world. It segues quite nicely from what I was talking about from a business perspective, uh, previous segment, is that we're all uh, sensitive souls at time. We're all dealing with potential triggers and things that we could get very upset about. And it's trying to deal with that from the, from the perspective of what we talk about in the show. And some of the practices that we're we're trying to embrace from the world of um, the ocean and the natural world where, you know, we are not judged and we're just human beings, not human doings. Um, But it's very hard that when when you're dealing with other egos and criticisms to keep your mind in the place, because self-criticism is one thing. Dealing with criticisms on another level from other people is quite something else. And it's how you deal with those. And it's very easy to become overwhelmed Mm -hmm, if you're facing... mm -hmm internal, uh, you know, are you good enough questions? But also you're dealing with the reality of running something like a business where you may not have quite um, lived up to expectations of outgoing people who have not necessarily succeeded in the business. And you might also be, um, there are always two sides to every story when it comes to those kinds of uh, points being made. So you sometimes wear that, I say, or, or I sometimes wear that very heavily Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you you know, the philosophy is to try and have a place where people can succeed on, on merit and they do well and they, they develop. And like anything, like any sports team, and that's how I would see sometimes a business, some people are in the right positions at the right time and others are in the wrong positions at the wrong time and you can't exist forever and uh, a day together. But dealing with difficult people in those situations and dealing with the uh, impact of the, if you like, the chaos that's created in dealing with difficult people mm-hmm. Uh, i 'm going back some time here. this is not sort of current, but when when those things pop up again as reminders or somebody is is unhappy with or can 't walk away from their experience it 's very challenging because mm. like I talked about earlier is you have one hat that you wear that's kind of you 're authentic, so you therefore sort of um, you 're therefore vulnerable to the things that come with not being a hard as not giving a shit sort of mm. person. And it's deeply challenging to deal with that from a mind perspective, mm-hmm. psychologically, to keep the stoke high. Yeah, And so the things like spending three or four days in Cornwall in better waves, uh, surfing the first day you get back, are very good ways of just resetting, clearing, reminding yourself that you, if you want to eat an elephant, to use your analogy, Will, you have to do it one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. You can't do it all in one go. So mm. when you look at problems sometimes or challenges whatever you want to describe them as inside or outside the ocean but particularly outside because we're talking about life and mindfulness here is that they can become overwhelming because they start to all mould together in this Mm. big amorphous blob that sort of occupies your mind (laughs) (laughs) it's the blob isn't it it's the thing the swamp thing that creeps out and the at times when your mind is quiet and it comes back and says oh remember me you have to worry about me and if you worry about its entirety then you start jumping to very radical conclusions too quickly yes so it's dealing with that at the same time yeah, it is not thinking yeah i think i'll go and be a surf instructor somewhere in, yeah in a warm place because but i think uh, that's surfers, the other thing that surfers we, can empathize with that. that's what we deal with all the time right Yeah. Um, and sometimes the more pressured it gets the easier it is to look at the ah oh, just go and live in my van and yep. surf when i want and not yep. worry about the, yep. the the responsibilities that you have but that's sadly is not life you can make that mm. choice. Choices there for anyone to make there's no right or wrong but you've got to do what's right for you at the right time so you just have to deal with and, and work on the strategies that we're talking about to work your way through in bite-sized chunks how you eat that blob or that
0: I, how you eat the, the, the blobby elephant yeah i um i can empathize with that massively this aspect of when you're dealing with heavy stuff on land you look away from difficulty yeah. and towards the yeah. ocean Almost physically as well as metaphorically. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's an endless horizon. Yeah. You sort of see the freedom of, of it yeah. and then the sort of this world without problems and etc. And the trap with that is that there's always gonna be problems. Yeah. And until you um realize that really they're not actual problems, they're just basically interpretations from the mind. Yeah. Because the mind will just come up with another one. Yeah. So as soon as you got rid of one, <laughs> pop. Yeah. There comes another one. Yeah. So, it's always going to be end of the stream because what the mind is doing is it's, 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 it's trying to put out fires. Uh, how am I going to work on this? And, oh, where am I going to get the funding for that? And, how am I going to? And this person's got that. And oh, they, I find them difficult. And this is like this. And, and oh, what about my health? And what's that niggle? And, you know, and, and my digestion's been a bit weird. You know, so, the, <laughs> the mind's propensity to overthink potential problems or problems themselves is always going to be there. But that doesn't need to mean that you feel problematic you can feel calm all the time or a lot of the time and not get triggered and not be so fired up and anxious and anxious or or down because you can cultivate a practice that is observant of your body and observant of your mind when it goes through this overthinking pattern, because what happens is you get the thought and it leads to a feeling Mm -hmm. There's the thought about the thing on land and Oh, there's a feeling. Ooh. And it's maybe it's it's a down energy or it's a, rolling in your tummy or whatever it might be. And then what happens is the feeling can then go back into the mind and the feelings um, generate more thoughts yeah. and the thoughts generate more. And, so, and the way to unravel that is not necessarily to escape to the ocean, although I would be the very first person to admit that I've done that. And I will do that again in the future because it is a band-aid at times. And then think that's absolutely got to be okay. It's just that – and that's a short-term thing. Mm-hmm. But the long-term – solution is to not try and find a solution to fixing your mind it's to take your hands off your mind It's to take your hands off of life and and truly let go and the letting go is the stillness and the stillness is the key to a completely different way of living that then means when you do go into the ocean there is no escapism anymore Hmm. it's you felt calm on land Going in the ocean, you feel calm. And when you get out of the surf, there isn't necessarily the, the coming down of, oh, for fuck, I've got to deal with this reality now. Because you were already dealing dealing with it in the first place. You were dealing with it mindfully. There it is. I'm just going to deal with it. I'm going to take deep breaths. I'm going to... But that's not an easy journey. I think that's the journey of life. The challenge is the, you know, how can I deal with my challenges mindfully yeah. and calmly? Yeah. And then still give myself time to go and have fun and, and do all those kinds of things as well. Um, but that's a great, great one, dude. I do yeah. love that. It's similar for me in terms of overwhelm. I just want to tell a story. I was... We went surfing yesterday. Mm -hmm. And one of the implications with surfing, as Liam and I have talked about, is it's not necessarily like the gym, which is maybe half an hour or so. Surfing takes up a fair bit of time. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a busy life, guess what? There's going to be consequences of you going surfing because there's going to be people, chores, things, jobs, who knows this, that, whatever you're going to to have to do to compensate. And I had... Taking a good chunk of my day out to go two, two and a half hours uh, in the afternoon to go surfing with you. It was a great surf. We had a a cracking time. And then, because I'd left a bunch of chores undone, when I got back, there was this kind of, whoa, shit. Um, Okay. Uh, Washing up um, the kids. Running around, Al, bless her, is super busy already because she's got two young kids and goodness knows what else is going on. So I'm like, right, shit on the floor. There's fucking, there's mess everywhere. So it, it was overwhelming me because I'm like, oh my God. It's the amount of stuff. If, it, if it's a certain amount, it gets to a certain amount of clutter. You know, we talk about the opposite of clutter is feng shui. Yeah, And feng shui is, is t- tied up in qigong and qi and life force and energy. And it's very, very, very cleansing, as we all know, to have a good clean mm. Clean the body, clean the kitchen, clean this, clean that. And when things are really fucking untidy and there's very little time to get it done and do it, Anyway, standing there, fucking overwhelmed, heart rate's starting to go and I get this kind of anxious, like, oh. <laughs> and it's just deep breath. Just notice you're doing it, number one. Number two, take a deep breath. And then just carry on. Scrub the plate, put it away, carry on. The old saying from the Second World War: "Keep calm, carry Mm. on." It's it's a very true saying. Is it easy to do? As in, stay calm when you have a tendency to get overwhelmed? No, but with training and practice, like anything, you can get better at catching yourself when you're getting overwhelmed. Yeah. Start taking deep breaths. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Deep breathing is the mechanism back to calm. It it all is that anchor, and then just kind of, you know. Just remember that we're blessed as surfers, blessed as surfers that we have this this sport that we love, and we're also blessed that it can lead to shit hitting the fan because you know you got family, you got work, you got your stretches to do, you got sleep to consider, you got life to do outside of surfing, and we know that it takes up a lot of time.
1: Yeah, well, there's two things there uh, we talked quite uh, extensively about. You'd gone there from uh, order into chaos, and it was trying to how do you. Bring that equilibrium back to that situation, uh, and it's it is hard because you you know we all we all empathise here. You go from the world where your time is suspended, back into where time is precious, and that's it. You have this thing where the last thing you want to do when you get out of the ocean is to have to do chores. But you know we're all working in partnership. If you're in a household, to try and balance that time in order to create goodwill that allows you then to go back in again. Because, you know, just using what I was talking about earlier, that in the same way that the suspension of time is possible for a surfer while the surfer is in the ocean, it's the extension of time Mm. that exists for the people that are waiting for that surfer to return to his or her household, if that's the setup that you have. And um, it's a real balance to strike between um, harmony and and chaos in that, in that instance so it's, well done it's, well done for stacking the dishwasher th- th- well. thank you
0: very very much Liam I appreciate that it does make me think sometimes I'm like oh paper plates takeaways paper plates and takeaways it kind of drifts into my vortex I'm like because we prepare all our home meals and obviously do all this washing up and, and, and you know as a surfer sometimes you're like you know, that, imagine if you know you could literally just get away with oh let's just get a takeaway it. And of course, loads of satisfaction in cooking would disappear, but oh my goodness me. You know, when you're trying to fit in oh, life to, around your surfing. A team
1: of people to wash up for you. i are uh, from- sure certain members of the uh, upper echelons of the surfing community would have. There is a good one. Now, I wonder if Kelly Slater has
0: a chef... Or a maid of some kind. You
1: you know, he must do. I mean, he might be, Kelly, if you're listening, tell us what you do and don't do yourself. But I'm sure, like Bex, he's got uh, legions of people that help him with things like that. Yes. That that us mere mortals have to do ourselves. I doubt whether Mr. Slater um, stacks a dishwasher when he's knackered after a three-hour surf. Do you know, it's a really good one. I I I, I I wonder if he does. if If he does, then... I love you, Kelly. You're a great guy. When, well, not if, but when he comes on the show, yeah. first question. Yeah.
0: Kelly, what do you like at chores after a day surfing?
1: I'll just mention that, me. that on Guest, by the way, because it wasn't really a guest show, this, was it? We weren't sort of going for the, let's get all the best shapers no. on, let's get all the best. We want it to be a conversation that will, from time to time, include people who will help us explore mm. some of the principles that we talk about as part of being a mindful surfer. And that might be surfers, but it might also be other people that can bring something to the table. And uh, some of those conversations are ongoing. But uh, if you are tired of the voices we, that you hear on the air every week, the good news is we have got some guests coming up in the next few, few shows beyond uh, the one after next, actually.
0: Yes, yeah, we do. And I think that we've discussed this before, yeah. that we really believe-
1: Not Kelly, though. No. Well, maybe not, <laughs> not Kelly, yet. Just, just yet. Just Series yet. two.
0: Just yet, you know. But we, we believe strongly yeah. in having this chemistry we have here. Yes. And that if we have a guest on, It's an enhancement of that chemistry Mm -hmm. and not something that's going to drop the vibe and and lower things down. So we'll be careful with the guests we bring on because we really value your your, your listening to this show. And we want the vibes to be high and there to be some real deep content there to delve into and some banter, obviously, as well. Yeah. Love the banter. But yeah, we're going to be doing that. We are going to be a guests. I I also want to um, ask you, dude, is there anything on your body? you were going to share?
1: Well, I mean, look, uh, Cornwall for me came with some heavier boozing. Mm-hmm. Everybody who listens to this will know that that's my Achilles heel when it comes to um, real clean living. Mm-hmm. So I was combining a very good feeling from having a couple of weeks of a surf drought, really, which we've been talking about for the last few shows, and going straight back into, you know, they weren't epic waves, like we said, but they are... Um, waves that uh, we are grateful for and i'm particularly was grateful for this sort of uh, those crystal clear waters of cornwall and some of the punch that, that is in even the, some of the smaller waves down there so it was great but the, some of the gains if i'm honest with myself i shouldn't be saying this out loud because uh, i do enjoy some of the amber nectar but the that some of the gains were a little bit impeded from having a slight not hangover because i'm not sort of caning it in the way that i would have previously done but just noticing that uh, and one of the Portuguese said, guys said this to me when I was uh, over there, uh, last year, I think it was. The day after the first night it was like, oh, you Brits, you ruined the second day. And that's true, right? So, uh, there was an element of that. So it's been, it's felt really good to have the rest, but I slightly unpicked the gains by, um, indulging in too many, um, proper jobs. By the way, if you, if you do like, uh, local Cornish beer is a fantastic. Is it actually called proper job? It's called proper job. It's a Cornish IPA. It's very good. I'm saying this without any scientific basis, but um, I'm sure the St. Austell Brewery, I think they make it, won't mind me doing so. Because it's a cask-conditioned ale served in a bottle, I'm sure there's some good microbiome feeders in there.
0: Yeah, well, they've talked about this. Beer, I'm reading this in the Perfect Health Diet, there's research that shows that one to two beers a day has a positive effect on gut microbiome Mm. and therefore on health overall, uh, on how you digest and and, and absorb and, and eliminate poo. Uh, it's what the gut bacteria does and so it can have a positive effect yeah and didn't you mention that there was this 0% beer
1: Germany does a very good line in uh, beer full stop particularly low alcohol or zero alcohol beers and Erdinger particularly I think give out some of their uh, non-alcoholic beers post-marathons as an Uh, isotonic recovery drink because of all of the good stuff in the beer or the non-alcoholic beers it's lost the alcohol very nice very nice
0: I just want to share something on body myself. Um, my knee um, creeps into the picture sometimes, um, having injured it quite heavily when I was younger and, and, and occasional arthritic symptoms and inflammation and things like that. And um, I've just gotten back into Arnica. um And it's good, good stuff. And I'd much rather someone was using Arnica gel, like a high-quality one, one, one that's you know, maybe going to be a little bit more in price, but just use it sparingly than they would, you know, like an ibuprofen gel or a Volterol, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories as they're known. Can have a real cascade yeah. effect on things like digestive enzyme release yeah. and and cortisol levels and um, testosterone production and all number of, of, of cellular activity yeah. that goes on in the body. Mm. If you if you get onto someone like um, Joseph Macola, mm. Doctor Joseph yeah. Macola, I'll, I'll leave that in the show notes. He's a great resource to do your own research on yeah. on why it's so important you avoid um, slightly more unnatural methods of, of alleviating pain in, in your joints yeah. with, with creams and pills and things. Yeah and trying a, as much as you can go down the natural road but yeah just been using using arnica a bit more and it does have an effect and listen we talked about this on the show whether it's a placebo or not
1: if it works it, it works. works yeah uh, and actually, that's, actually that, that's it with know. arnica and I, I although I was not unkind about my mother last week uh, I will say a very positive thing about her she served uh, as a NHS nurse for for a lifetime really um in various settings from uh intensive care to district uh, community nursing and she swears by arnica mm. as a kind of as a sort of almost a holistic treatment for those bumps bruises and inflammations so um yeah it is it is a good thing i use it as well for all my sort of aches and pains and beer as well by the way pain relief that's, i'm just going to go this is not the mindful drinker <laughs> uh, the, the forgetful drinker but it's uh there are pain-killing properties too and there was a study done around you know one or two beers has the same impact on that low threshold pain low level pain rather that otherwise you would take something like paracetamol or ibuprofen for. Uh, but it's a much more natural product than putting a couple of pills inside your body and all of it, because that has a negative effect on your your, your kind of kidneys and liver anyway let's leave a link If you, if, if, I, I've if, still got the article I often use it as a justification for my uh, overindulgence dude don't we all but we're talking one or two
0: we're all finding yeah we're all b- trying to find evidence to back up our own own stuff yes. Everyone, everyone's in that um, let's finish with a bit of Surf Media yeah. Insight um, the Water People podcast yeah. by Dave Rastovich and Lauren Hill his Lauren, partner, partner Hill yeah. his partner. they had Jerry the man Jerry what a legend Jerry right. Lopez on the show and um he has this whole he, one of his his great quotes i think he got mm. the most engagement on our instagram so far and the quote is something along the lines of the one thing that surfing teaches more than anything mm. to live in the present moment mm. and jerry's a real he's a real real guru of 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 i say guru he wouldn't he, he, he wouldn't love that word but he's a, he's a real um philosopher and practicer and 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 dedicated discipline practitioner of things like yoga Uh, mindfulness meditation etc and how it's enhanced his surfing yeah completely um but what's really interesting is prior to to the show Liam and I were discussing Jerry and this ability to be more focused definitely is a is a real attribute in surfing because you're going to perform at a higher level the more focused you are because you're not um, overthinking where the lip is going to be you're just you're just there already and so focus is something we're we're all trying to really Mm trying to harness in sport and in in life in the surf and in life and clearly he talks about this loads in, in in having a mindfulness practice, a yoga practice, a meditation practice, etc. What's really interesting is, I remember hearing Jerry once say that when he goes out in the lineup, he prefers it to be just quiet. Yeah, No one looking at each other, no one talking to each other. Yeah, Get on with yourself. Now, I personally have always found that um, a little bit unnerving. I much prefer there to be a, almost a sort of camaraderie amongst the other surfers, almost slightly get to know them, like, how's your surf going? And what about this? Where are you from? And it sort of helps my surf because it kind of helps relax things because we're all human and it takes away some of the edge.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, um, I love Jerry Lopez. and We talked about him last week in some of these philosophies, but we're using that analogy. I, I think that acknowledgement is still a good thing because if you apply that to, if you walk into a pub and everybody just stares at you and doesn't, Acknowledge either with a Even a nod of the head or whatever Why you're in there It doesn't feel very nice as a human mm. Or if you walk into a Classroom or a office Or whatever it is So why are we any different in a In a lineup? It's true Why are we excused some of our Actually that's just basic Manners isn't it? Yeah Hello? I,
0: I totally totally agree Have you, how, how do you negotiate that?
1: Well, I've got a great, I mean, just from the weekend, actually, in Cornwall, just sort of re, sort of almost sort of reinforcing some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about. And forgive me if somebody, like we're talking about a house of surf a few weeks ago, it doesn't exist exactly how we were drawing it together, but somebody's used the analogy before. But I won't say where I was, because uh, it wasn't Pol's F, by the way, because was, that was a totally different vibe. I had a little sneak off to go and have a surf somewhere where it was a bit more interesting, but still you get the layers of, as you go out through the ladder of surf, if you like. You've got your surf schools, and you've got kids, and you've got people having a good time in the very first layer of white water. And those people—that is where, if you want to bottle joy from the surf, from the ocean, people enjoying the ocean—that's where you should scoop up the energy from. Therein lies utter, unadulterated flow state, mm. throwing off the shackles of judgment. People are not comfortable in putting a wetsuit on for the first time, being seen in the wetsuit, all of that stuff, wearing a rash vest over the wetsuit, going with these big foam bulbs. But once you drop that, they are having a fantastic time. And why should they give a flying fuck about what anybody thinks about them? Because they're, for some, some of them for the first time ever in their lives, are riding the energy of the ocean. And as we mm. always say, that is unadulterated joy. And I always think that it's almost like that's infancy, that's childhood. Those people are like, you know, baby to nine-year-old so uninfluenced by the negativity and the image consciousness of a uh, surfers surfing or life, or whatever it might be. So that's where joy is. They're like kids. Kids don't give a shit whether they're dancing in the middle of the street or they're singing at the top of their voice. They're just having a great time because they're humans who haven't been screwed up by society's kind of uh, walls, judgment, or otherwise. And then, so you paddle through that bit of the the ocean. You walk out and you get to the midsection. People who have just started, you know, they're they're not getting out the back yet because they're either afraid or they don't want to but they're still kind of in that progression of mm. beginner but they're riding a little more green faces they're, they're occasionally taking white water because they don't want to go totally to the back and they're still having a great time there's almost like the teenage years they're having fun but you can see in some of those people the image or the awareness of where they're going is starting to creep in and then such a jump forward you get out the back and it's at times in certain lineups this is not the case everywhere but it's like What's happened to these people? They're like sort of in a job they don't want to do for the last 30 years and they're still sat at their desk when they should, they'd should they rather be at home with their kids. That's the faces on some of the people in those lineups. No acknowledgement. No hello. No even how you're doing. Uh, and I get that people don't want to have a conversation, but why is it that sometimes the bit that's the best bit, almost the top of the ladder if we see it like that, I want to be at the back. I want to get a job in a bank. <laughs> Ha! and I want to spend seven days a week at my desk. It, it, that's what it feels like, but it's not that, is it? This no. is not sat chained to your desk five days a week. You guys, us, you and I, Will, the people that, who are sat there with yeah. these great things that are coming towards us, these unchanneled energy that you're about to paddle into and yeah. take off on. Yeah. Why are we all looking so miserable?
0: <laughs> it, it's, it's so true. And I think that um, there's probably two, like most things are probably two sides to that there's story. There's always two sides to which it. is Which is one, a lot will be concentrating. Yes, of on course. On what's going on. Yeah. And two, you're down fucking straight. Yeah. Because it, it, it is startling. And I've tried to spark up conversations with a number of surfers over the years. Um, I don't do it all the time, but I do generally do it most times. I'll have a little bit of a head nod or how's your surf going or had the good ones or, you know, little opening lines like that.
1: Well, that's it. I don't don't want to have a conversation about whether Harold and Madge are still together in Neighbours or whether Bouncer the dog is dead (laughs) or whether Joe Mangle is still a wayward... So and so, I just want to say, hey guys, and get a just a smile back sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's just an acknowledgement, and I think that it's kind of a weird one because to have more shields in place surely affects performance, as in negatively, yeah, not positively. Hmm. So when you really relax, when you kind of get to know a few of the surfers that are a bit random, oh, who's that face? Who's this? Who's that?
1: They're probably really nice of,
0: people. The, 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 yeah, and and the, you start to kind of go, oh, okay, and then the shields are down, and everyone gets a bit calmer. Of course, the more calm you are, the better you surf. But listen, Liam. You know, yeah. keep bringing that Stoke wherever you go, buddy. Because yeah. um, the world needs it. And uh, you know, it's try anyway. Try. I think try anyway and be and be open. Because eventually we will bump into those kinds of people who who will also respond to us. I think what's lovely about where we live is that there is less ego in our town yeah. um, in that way for surfing. Because I think that maybe the conditions dictate it. Maybe yeah. that there's less crowds, etc. Um, and it does seem to be that the more serious places you go for surfing you know maybe the more ego that creeps up i 'd love to know if there 's like an e- epidemiological yeah research sociological yeah. sociology study excuse me that we could do into pockets of surf communities where these yeah. waves are more, much more serious, where actually there 's a real openness and conversation because I wonder it does the sport of surfing does that culture of don 't talk to me does that pervade kind of all the serious spots in I, the world? Do you know I, what I mean?
1: I think there are some places that where you get territorial localism, which is a very exclusive thing, and I, I kind of understand it to an extent. But I, I I've got a suspicion, and i been get into trouble for saying this. I think, but I'm going to say it anyway because that's my that's my new thing, right? You got a nice nose, dude. Uh, this is going to. Uh, yeah, gonna it <laughs> it's been <laughs> it's, it, it has been knocked about a bit in the past, but sometimes and this is just my observation. What do I know? Somebody's going to come out and punch me in the nose the next time they see me in certain beaches for, for saying this. But I get the suspicion that it is a shield for some people. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's in certain places. It's almost, I'll draw the analogy with um, stardom. So if you're on the sort of whatever list, and this is terrible as well, isn't it? we put these labels on people. But if you're on the Z list or whatever, and you you, you maybe have been on a celebrity show or you, you've been in, um I've been on a soap opera or something. There's a sort of a stereotype that exists that they're the kind of people or you present a daytime TV show that says, do you know who I am? And they take themselves very seriously. Mm, mm. Whereas if you go somewhere where you're sat in a bar with Tom Hanks, he's so comfortable with his, mm. with who he is and where he's got to mm. that he is open and friendly. And there's a magnification of his, probably what his original character was like. So it could be that the shield is such that you have to be more serious and more kind of, I'm not talking to anybody. Or I'm not even acknowledging people because this is my wave and it's mine. And do you know who I am? I'm a local. So I'm just going to sit there and intimidate people who come in because it feeds my ego nicely.
0: Dude, that's, what a great way to end the yeah. show because that is, I think they absolutely on point. Because mm. the more small-minded someone is, the bigger they feel like they have to make their shield yeah it's a complete opposite the more big and open and wonderful someone's mind yes. is the less of a shield there is yeah and the other way around the smaller the mind the more ginormous the shield so it's this small minded mentality It's says my yeah. way my little break my yeah. hometown this is where i am yeah. i'm cool i'm from here don't you know i've got blonde hair because i've yeah. been out in the surf yeah. every day and i do this yeah. life and i've lived this life and it's i'm fucking yeah. it's like get, don't, be get fucking, don't be a dick don't be it's mate. easier as we it's as easier is, not being a dick Guys, thank you so Always much for joining pleasure. us and and we will see you soon. See ya. Ciao, ciao. Bye.